0: So today as part of our podcast series, which is powered by Upside Global, we have the honor to interview Gagan Daga, CEO of StraightBat, a leading wearable tech startups for pro cricket teams. So uh, Gagan, welcome to the show. Hi, uh,
1: Thanks, Julian. Thank you so much. Pleasure is mine.
0: Great. So Gagan, what I want to talk to you about today is start, first talk about your background and then your role as the CEO of StraightBat. And then I'd love to get your thoughts on your product, the benefits for the teams to use it. And then I'd love to get your thoughts and your plans for the next 12 months. How does
1: it sound? <laughs> Sounds loaded, man. Okay. A lot to cover in a short time. Yes. Okay, great. So,
0: great. So could you tell us, start by telling us about your background and how you got started?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, Julian, uh, I come from a very, very uh, typical Indian background, if you know what I mean. I come from India, Yeah. Uh, grew up in an eastern part of the country in Kolkata. Uh, it's a beautiful city, uh, like many millions, aspired to play the game of cricket at the highest level, mm-hmm. and like many millions, didn't work hard enough to continue playing and uh, fulfilling my dream. Oh, and like so, so, yeah.
0: you know? so one thing I've heard is that whenever there's a cricket game in India, you pretty much have half of the population, 650 million people in India watching cricket games. Is that true? probably more probably more okay
1: yeah i think uh uh we are obsessed with uh three things in india yeah. one is cricket the next yeah. is bollywood and third is food okay. so i'm not surprised <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> funny okay so uh yeah. yeah go ahead no so uh and, like, you know i didn't work hard enough to play the game at the highest level and like many millions julian i pursued um the te- the technical thing like as an engineer did yeah. my engineering in the silicon valley of this part of the world yeah uh you know this part of the world um in bangalore mm-hmm. uh, south, uh south part of, did my engineering electronics communication joined um, a company called infosys mm-hmm. and then post infosys for 15 years in a company called sap yeah, are uh, a, a host of things there. You know, uh, techy geek architect uh, was driving strategy and operations in India, then led a few of the initiatives for Asia-Pacific Japan. Yeah. Then at the age of 35, um, I think midlife crisis hit me rather, earlier rather than later. Mm-hmm. Started asking fundamental questions about what the hell do I want to do in life? Yeah. Thought uh, I would like to have a more intellectually stimulating environment. Mm-hmm. to hopefully get answers to these difficult questions. Applied for an executive leadership program at INSEAD Business School in Fontainebleau, France, and Singapore. That's a big program. Yeah, it's one of the best in the world, yeah, for sure. It is, oh, it is. It is life-changing. It's changed my life. Yeah. And uh, thought I will get answers there. And there's one thing which I predicted right was this. Right then, in the Blue Ocean strategy class, State back was conceptualized. Mm-hmm. How do you create a product which doesn't exist to address the need of a market which has been existing for donkeys years and this is how straightback was conceptualized uh, t- took a took a break took a sabbatical yeah uh, tried to figure out whether this is just a flirtatious behavior that you know I don't like uh, I want to try something new or is it something damn serious Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that sabbatical, two nights, I woke up with cold sweat mm-hmm. and that cold sweat was joining by the company. My company, SAP, is one of the most beautiful company. It's just that at that moment in time, I had to start straight back. The call <laughs> was there in the wall, uh, resigned from SAP in January, started the company in March. Uh-huh. Four years have been at it.
0: Great. So look, uh, and you love cricket, right? So you can combine your love of technology. We a love of cricket, right?
1: Yes, I mean, that's the beautiful part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> cricket, unfulfilled dream. Uh, the next thing was engineering, application of sciences, uh, understanding how the world works. I think uh, we have married the two to create something which is uh, probably very meaningful for any any aspiring cricketer or a club cricketer or an amateur cricketer who plays the game.
0: Yeah. Great. So, So, could you tell us a bit more about your your company and how, like how many employees do you have today? How big is your team um, at the moment?
1: So we are a we are a product company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have now fifteen people. Yeah, almost all of them uh, from a te- from a technology and from a science science background. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do, Julian, is um, you know if you look at it, any sport since the inception and cricket is our first mm-hmm. first. Since the inception, everybody wanted to play the game because, uh, rather, let me me put it this way, Julian. You fall in love with sports because it gives us an opportunity to play. Mm -hmm. You play because you think you have a potential to play better.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Playing better is the first principle on which the entire sports industry is built. Because everybody who plays the game wants to play better. Yeah. But since the inception of any sport... Play better has been always very very abstract.
0: Mm-hmm. Or oh, you can
1: do this, you can do that, you can do this. this there's no objectivity. There's no instant feedback. Yeah. What you cannot measure, you cannot improve. Right, Peter. Peter exactly.
0: Yeah, you, you make a good point here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, that was my point. That you know, that was my you know, tube light moment, if you will. That how do you create something which helps you measure your skill and gives you recommendations to improve in a very easy to set up, non-expensive way. Cameras became big in the world of sports in the 80s and 90s. And now you have amazing experiences because of high-definition cameras, beautiful technologies like Hawkeye and so on and so forth. But yeah, set up are expensive. 36 cameras, you need to have a complete 360-degree view. A normal player will find it rather difficult. So what we thought is that let us come up with an IoT device. Internet of Things. And little sticker which goes behind the cricket bat, right? So hence, it is completely non-intrusive. And it captures motion without cameras. It gives you instant feedback about your game. Swing speed, sweet spot, bat speed, bad angles, different levers for improvement. And a complete 360 degree view of your each and every shot you have played. Just one little sticker. That's, great. That's yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so that's that's what we invented. Uh, this is patented, and uh, yeah, and now I work with uh, we worked with, you've worked with uh, amazing customers. Yeah. Uh, I think you interviewed Jake a few weeks back. Exactly. Uh, Rajasthan Rajasthan Royal is a very esteemed customer. Cricket Australia is a esteemed customer. They have really pushed us to the limit.
0: They that's great. They have really helped
1: us innovate. And we have more than 2,000 players playing with it, more than half a million shots on our platform. And now, just 10 days back, we launched a consumer product, which can be bought by anybody and everybody, and they can use it and uh, enjoy the game and improve their game.
0: And yeah. I think you said, how many do you have people who pre-orders this new consumer product? How many?
1: We are O and Julian. Uh, we have around 20,000 people who have pre-ordered. That's amazing. I mean,
0: it's like 20,000. 20, yeah, that's great. So, congrats on that. So, and what's the price difference? Or what's the price for the, the pro version for the teams versus the
1: consumer version? So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if a backstory to that, right, uh, Julian? Yeah. The way I look at it is that I give this example Excel, you know, is a beautiful tool. know a a chief financial officer will use it for complex business modeling and business case yeah somebody who's uh, creating an agenda will also use the same it scales up to different level of usage Mm -hmm. i think that's that's a a beautiful product so the same product actually scales to the elite level to the junior level the simple reason is this when you play a game doesn't matter you're elite or not you take yourself very seriously yeah right and I think we have to respect that emotion. We cannot say that, you know, an amateur doesn't need such high quality. I think that's that doesn't work well. And what so, so you have, mm-hmm. do you offer a dashboard in
0: the mobile application or what do you offer? As it's, it's, a dashboard.
1: it's a dashboard on an app. So yeah. the data gets transferred from a, uh, from a Bluetooth, from yeah. the sensor to the app. Yeah. And you have the entire analytics on your fingertips. What we do for the elite is that we help them during the camps. We build custom dashboards, make them yeah. recommendations, make it part of their overall tactical and uh, skill improvement programs, talent profiling, yeah. talent uh, identification, and talent improvement. Mm-hmm. So there's a complete package of service offering along this, but the, but the product remains the same.
0: That's great. So, uh, and what are, the, what are the teams, the customers tell you? What are the things that they like? What are the benefits that they see in your product? How does it help improve their game? Does it help them improve the games in real time, maybe uh, improve the performance, maybe win more games, what would they tell you?
1: I think, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it would be far better if they, they talk directly, but what I've heard from them is one is that yeah. it's very easy to set up, right? It doesn't require a huge amount of complex, uh, you know, setting up and laptops and so on, suppose, right? Yeah. They love that. Then what, what has happened is that they've discovered different levers of improvement, I'll give you an example, Julian. A four-degree shift in a backlift lift angle, when you lift the bat, like in baseball, mm-hmm. you lift the bat. Yeah. In cricket, also, the stance is very important. Mm-hmm. A four-degree shift in backlift lift angle increased the bat speed by 21% and impact speed by
0: 27%. Okay, I see. So, you really have to be precise.
1: Yeah, and, and we have seen the player improving and the balls which were getting caught on the boundary is getting cross, is crossing the boundary, right? Mm-hmm. Because his, his batting has become more efficient for him. We have also seen that players play very differently when they practice and then they play the match. Mm-hmm. They do not practice with the game sense. This is a great insight for the coach and for the for the teams, right? Yeah, There are a host of different levers of improvement which the teams have discovered, which will help them improve their hitting skills. And different levers, right? And small small changes here makes a huge difference at the end. It's something which we have seen time and again.
0: And, and you also mentioned that uh, I believe the teams use it for scouting purposes. They can be a profile of players. They can see the performance. Is that true? So
1: they use yes. it for scouting as well? Yes. Uh, you know, that's, that's that's the whole idea. First was talent development. Now that the teams understand these metrics, understand what's the baseline which is required to yeah. consistently hit the white ball, Across the boundary, they know what uh, benchmarks to look for, baselines to look for, and they're looking for this for talent profiling and talent hiring. That's yeah. great.
0: So, a quick question on so, you know, we work with many different sports and leagues in soccer mm-hmm. or the NBA, the MLS, uh, NHL, and so on. For example, in the MLS, uh, mm-hmm. they allow the user wearable, but it's really up to the players to decide if they want to use the wearable or not. Yeah. Uh, in the NBA, they're not allowed to use any wearables during live games, and I'm talking about live yes. games. I'm not talking about training. So in pro cricket, do the the league, the federation allow the use of the wearable product like your product during live games?
1: At the at the international level right now, no. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, speaking to somebody who really decides the rules, and they said it takes time because the rules will be made for donkey's ears. Yeah. It takes time to change, but it will change. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, right now, it's not allowed. It mm-hmm. will require a bit of evangelizing, marketing and so on and so forth and uh, collaboration. But for example, Tricket Australia use it in their own own tournament. Oh, they do. For, wow. The, wow. Team, for the Under-19 Championship. Very that's good. Point, right? In the match 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 scenario. Mm-hmm. So, that's the start which will happen. That's that's how it always happens. Uh, it takes time to make those fundamental changes, right? People need yeah. to understand the data better. Uh, So right now it's not allowed, but within a jurisdiction which is under control, you can always play with it. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, like you say, it just takes time, right? For example, in the NBA, I was talking to an NBA team recently and they they expect, I mean, the belief is that if the, um, the NBA and the NBA Player Association gets a cut of the... Uh, you know, revenue opportunity, or you know, with betting, for example. And I know in betting, you know, betting is not allowed in, in India, right? It's not it's illegal. No,
1: it's but, illegal. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. But I think that could change in the future, right? Maybe they would allow those wearable I mean, devices during big
1: tournaments. Um, I, I, I have I a question, Julian. I'm sorry. Can I can I put there? Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, uh, sport has to be a level playing field, Julian. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody says that you're not allowed to, allowed to take my footage, because they get the footage of their opposing players, same analysis when they have to do right. Yeah. So your advance, your strengths and weaknesses gets discussed and sliced.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if somebody is using a variable, somebody is not. There's some, you know, probably an indistinct uh, playing field. Yeah. My belief is that when these variables becomes part of the equipment, become part of your vest and everything, right? Yeah. The equipment becomes smart. Everybody is using it. It's a level playing field. How best you use it is another skill. That's right. that happens, I don't think so these technologies will be used uh, because it needs to provide a sport. The first principle is it it has to be a level playing field. It will happen. It's a question of when and not if. And I would uh, bet my money that it will happen earlier rather than later. Okay.
0: Do you think in the next 24 months it will happen?
1: 24 to thirty-six months. I'm, I will be surprised if it doesn't.
0: Okay. Uh, makes sense. So, you know, as you know, you know, we work with many teams in, you know, soccer, basketball, hockey, you name it. Uh, so, but since you're in the world of cricket, how much, uh, technology is being used by, by cricket teams in general, do cricket teams use a lot of like sports performance analytics, wearable devices, any kind of technologies that help them to get a cutting edge and win games.
1: So there is definitely a lot of data crunching which has started happening, especially with the leagues. So we have you know something called IPL, Indian Premier League, yeah, and uh, even at international level, video analysis has been big, big part of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a bit of variables coming in in terms of strength and conditioning, uh, preventive injury management, and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Uh, Some of the products from the U.S. has also come for sleep monitoring and so on and so forth. I see. It's trickling in. in. People understand the importance of it. Injury Mm -hmm. has taken the first thing because that's really, really vital for the player. Yeah. And the players. But uh, is it coming with the same uh, uh, tenacity and velocity? Probably, for example, in baseball, answer is no. I think uh, we have some catch-up to play.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned baseball. I think you mentioned to me the other day that Many of the cricket coaches and performance coaches they want to, they love they love to learn from like baseball for example. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean by I that?
1: And I think that's fun. That's phenomenal, right? Because there's so many aspects of the game which we don't know. Because you know it's not a one dimensional game. So I know a lot of coaches yeah. who have actually gone to the US, understood what power hitting is in the in in baseball because there's so much of science which has been decrypted, if you will. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they bring that first principles of hitting into the game of cricket. The game is totally different. You know, the, yeah. in baseball, the ball doesn't pitch onto the ground, and here mm-hmm. it pitches. Right. Makes yeah. a huge, complete difference. Right. But how your base has to be how stability. You can bring in center of gravity, movement efficient, and so on and so forth. I think there are a lot of coaches who are learning from the game of baseball and uh, coming and visa versa. I I saw a baseball team to have touring to understand the game of cricket. Interesting. And I think that's phenomenal for sports.
0: Interesting. Um, And then going back to your product, so uh, in the US, for example, right, there's a lot of like wearable technologies or just technologies being incorporated and utilized by the media. So you can use the live data, statistical data, maybe performance data to help improve the fan experience. Is that yeah. something that you guys provide today with the broadcasters in the world? They provide your wearable data to them?
1: Uh, as I said, right now, uh, the international matches, you're not allowed to use wearables, right? Uh-huh. Hence, it's uh, difficult for broadcasters to get the data because the players are not playing the wearables, right? Yeah. But for example, nowadays, people are able to monitor how many kilometers somebody has run in the cricket field. Yeah. What was the uh, you know, highest sprint speed they have? What's the heart rate and all that jazz, right? Yeah. So it's uh, from a uh, gate analysis perspective, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, the, way the, the, day, the way I look at it, Julian, is tomorrow when you're watching the game of cricket baseball, mm-hmm. uh, the different metrics like bat speed, impact speed, timing, sweet spot of a particular player will come onto your mobile mm-hmm. and it will compare with your data, which is already there because you have the same variable, Right. And yeah. they'll tell you that you are this much percentage off from the player you, whom you really adore. Yeah. So that's the kind of fan engagement will happen because metrics will be the normalizer between fans and players.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I suppose you said you, you customize a dashboard for the team sometimes. Can you yes. give us a sense of like, what's your model? Is it a SaaS-based type model where they pay a fee per month per X amount of users or what's the model?
1: So for elite players, uh, for elite players rather, yeah. services, which is multi multi year contracts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For consumer, which is our current launch which we have, yeah. it's uh, you play a very nominal price to buy the product, very nominal. Yeah. And then you pay subscription, which is per month, yearly, quarterly, right? And how
0: much is the the price for the product, the consumer product versus the the, the Teams product?
1: So, uh, see, uh, the team, the product is the same as I said, Julian. The service offering yeah. is different, right? Yeah. So, with Teams, it is kind of an annual contract, right? Mm-hmm. Which has obviously unlimited user license and so on, so forth, and blah blah blah. Yeah. For the consumer. Uh, for example, in the U.S., we have not uh, yet launched in the U.S., and the pricing is, pricing is not there. But yep. it will be some seventy yep. or dollars less than that, right? To buy the product and probably mm-hmm. around five dollar a month for subscription. for okay.
0: that makes sense. Uh, and and because a lot of the teams are using, uh, they have other dashboards, right? Like AMS systems. Do you guys provide an, do you have an open API like integration policy?
1: Yeah, so exactly. I mean, uh, that's these are the kind of service offering we do, right? So that we can integrate this data with the AMS and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that's part of the overall portfolio. Okay, great. Yes. Uh,
0: now, last question. Uh, yes. What are your plans for the next 12 months? Are you looking to expand to new sports? Do you do you, Are you looking to raise money? What are your plans?
1: So uh, we just, as I, launched, as I said, we just launched our consumer products. This is very exciting. We want to really scale up and traction get get the traction which is required yeah uh, obviously it's a consumer tech uh, it requires some serious money now
0: yeah
1: uh, you know we have come here in the last three and a half four years got a solid product market fit Got got credibility and our spend has been less than half around half a million right mm-hmm. it's that's some frugal engineering and frugal frugal product market fit mm-hmm. now we need some serious money to really expand into multiple geographies so next twelve months is all about growth, growth, and growth, which will require obviously uh, our investment uh, round. Uh, within twelve to eighteen months, we will venture to run more sports. Right? We have not finalized it yet. There are a couple of choices we are we are toying around with. Yeah. Doing a month, really. uh, but the idea, if you will, uh, Julian, is that we don't believe that one player can do it all. Yeah. yeah? Every sport is just not possible from both from a product and go to market perspective. That makes what sense. we want to do is we want to be a platform for sports motion capture without cameras and open up our API so that somebody like anyone who wants to do for skiing, for example, can use our hardware, software, and build a skiing specific solution on top of it. Right? That makes yeah. So that's the whole uh, not Star. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and
0: so and so, how much are you looking to raise for the next round?
1: So we are uh, are right now in discussions with a few folks. We're talking about uh, three to four million dollars in this round. Yeah, Uh, uh, and uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah. So that's
0: the okay. And, And what and for anybody, any teams who want or any investors who wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm just an email away, uh, Gagan, G-A-G-A-N, at the rate, straight back, S-T-R, the number 8, B-A-T dot com. Uh, you know, I typically reply in less than 12 hours. We'll uh, be very happy to take up any uh, any any leads there.
0: Okay, great. So, look, we are, we are at the end of the uh, interview, but uh, thank you for your time today. I enjoyed the conversation and all the best for the future. Uh, thank, oh, you.
1: thank you. Pleasure was entirely mine. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you.